Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We have another episode with just me today, no guests. And I want to talk about something that's really important to me, something I've worked on for many years now, and something that I know is a challenge for a lot of female entrepreneurs, which is this idea of time. And I want to share with you some things that I've learned. I want to share some mindset shifts around time, the way we look at it, think about it, talk about it. And then I also want to share some really practical strategies because ultimately it can feel like we never have enough time, right? You probably even say that to some people, you know, there's just never enough time in the day. I don't have enough time to get all this stuff done when really we're more in control of time than we give ourselves credit for. We can control how we use it, how we react to it, how we think about it who we give it to. And all of these factors, when you consider them, really allow you to use time as your ally rather than your enemy. So while, yes, there are 24 hours in a day, you don't have to be confined by that time. And I want to say that one more time. You don't have to be, think about it as, I think about it as like my shoulders folding in. I'm like the you know, um, time is controlling me. I'm just here on the robot versus really allowing time to be something that allows us to expand, to open, to choose, to get intentional. And before we jump in to these mindset shifts and the strategies, because as with everything I share here and everything in life and business, there's always the mindset and there's always the strategy. And we have to bring both together to be effective and intentional. I want you to acknowledge two things, two really important things. One, you have all the time you need. Every single day, you have all the time you need. And two, your time is wildly valuable. Your time is super valuable. So I want you to keep those two things in the back of your head as we start moving through some of these ideas around time and how we can, I don't even like to say make more of it because it's not about moving the hands of the clock, right? It's about choosing how we think about it and what we do with it so that in the time that is allotted to us between when we wake up and go to bed, we're doing all the things that feel good. We're making choices very intentionally and we're ending the day feeling like, wow, I got everything that I needed to get done, done. 
or I really made progress here, or I had such a great day with my significant other. So we're really allowing time to support us rather than feeling like it's holding us back. So let's start with the mindset piece. I think the biggest issue around time for a lot of us is that we look at time from a lack mentality. We grow up with people saying, oh, if only there was more time. Oh, time goes by so fast. There are so many phrases and sayings. And so it sort of becomes embedded in our brain. So if we consider looking at time from a lack mentality, let's look at how you talk about it. There's only so many hours in the day. If only I had more time. How you think about it. Are you overscheduling yourself? Is it the first thing you think about in the morning? Do you do like what I did in the first probably year as an entrepreneur? I tracked every second of my time for a number of reasons. One, so that I could look back and feel like I was productive enough because I'd worked eight hours or whatever. And if I didn't, I would shame myself and guilt myself. But then I would also do that because I could, I would say to myself, okay, so let's say it's 9am. Okay. So I'll work from nine to 11 and then I'll go to the gym. And so the gym is going to take me from 11am to, let's say it takes me 10 minutes to get there. Then I work out until noon and then I get back at 1215. I eat and I shower so I can be working in by one. So 11 to one, like I'm lunch and gym. And then from one to block. And so I was like very particular about my time in that way. And I'm not sure that it necessarily helped me because it just made me more neurotic about the time rather than trusting like, okay, I can do some work here and then I can go to the gym and take care of myself. And by the time I sit back down and finish my workday, I'll get everything that I need to get done. So I think there's a way of how we think about it that puts us in that lack mentality because then I'm like, oh, there's only so much time. I need to make sure I track every single second. So I'm making use of every single second. Also, how you manage it. Do you give your time away to things you don't care about, like projects you don't care about or people that are not worth your time and you leave them feeling like you've been energy sucked rather than lit up or fulfilled? Um, do you give your time to people who aren't paying you for what it's worth? Again, I want to come back to this idea that your time is wildly valuable. And we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Are you doing things that aren't worth your time? This is a huge one for female entrepreneurs, especially new entrepreneurs who feel like they just have to do everything, even the small, minute details that really should be delegated out to someone else, even if it's like a CPA or a bookkeeper. I hired a bookkeeper for $35 an hour. I think it was my first year of being an entrepreneur. And it was one of the best things that I did. She sent all my invoices. She managed any changes to client information. She managed any sort of late fees. And I only paid her, like it only ended up being like $150 a month, if that. So coming back to this idea of lack mentality, are you feeling, are you looking at your time from a stance of lack mentality? And especially in what I just said, the idea that you don't, you want to fill up 
you're willing to use all of your time, even though it's worth so much, rather than spending a little bit of money to open up that time for things that are more worth your time. So that's, you know, coming from a lack mindset in terms of financials, but also in terms of time. And that can be really dangerous because then we get to the place where, where do we land? Burnout. We're exhausted. We're frustrated. We're not doing our work as well as we should be. We're not giving our clients the best that we can because we're so inundated with other things and we're so in it. I think um, I've heard a lot of people say, Things like, you know, you need to spend time working on your business just as much as working in your business. And this is another area where we just, we don't delegate our time well. We don't manage it well because we're thinking, oh, I don't have enough of it. So I need to spend every waking second doing client work. When really, if you could delegate out some of that client work or even some of the business work, you can be getting both things done. Because you need to do both to grow your business, right? You need to work on it and in it. So there's all these ways that we kind of get stuck in lack mentality around time. And the first thing that I want you to do in terms of making this shift is to shift into a mindset of abundance around time. I think we think about abundance often as um, in terms of money, financials, material items, But really, when we bring this idea of abundance to time, that we have more time than we need, it starts to, just like it does with money or attracting money or financials or the house that we want or the life that we want, it starts to become easier to believe. And you start to realize, shit, I do have so much time. (laughs) Look at all this time I have. Because coming at it from that mindset of abundance helps you start to make changes around what needs to happen so that these that you do in fact have an abundance of time. It's not just a, a silly lie or a mantra. It's true. You have so much time on your hands. So to shift to that abundance mindset with time, uh, there are two mantras that I really like. I always have the time I need. I always have all the time I need. And I really like that one because it's just that reminder that, yes, there may only be 24 hours in a day, but that's all the time that you need each day to get what you need to get done. Because there are ways to use that time more effectively than maybe you're using it now. And the second mantra I really like is everything that needs to get done will get done. I mentioned this on the last podcast episode because it's a mantra that I think about weekly for certain. Everything that needs to get done will get done is such a powerful abundance mantra in terms of time, because it's the reminder that we have, as the other mantra says, all the time we need to get everything we need to get done today. So let's shift into, because I know some of the mindset stuff can feel kind of heady and it's like, okay, sure, but I still have a ton of clients and I still have a ton of work to get done and calls to take. Like, how can I realistically be more effective with my time and and sort of not just force myself to think about that abundance mindset, but to really feel it and see it come to life? So there are a few strategies that I'm going to share with you that I use in my life and my business 
that I know will be super valuable to you. So the first one is only scheduling calls for certain days a week. This is a huge one if your business is heavily involved with like regularly connecting with your clients. My husband, for example, often has a lot of calls. I think last week, uh, yesterday, I think he had five calls back to back because he's in his work, he has to be very connected to the team and the client that he's working with. Whereas me, I might only have like some weeks, I might only have one or two calls. Some weeks I have more than others. Like yesterday I had three calls back to back. But the point being, when you have all these calls, it's so important to set boundaries around your time so that you can really create a schedule that you enjoy. And so for me, I only schedule calls Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Why is that? Because I generally don't work on Fridays and Mondays I like to ease into my week. I like to just spend an hour with my inbox, just clearing it out and getting things set up for the week. I like to take care of anything that didn't get done the week before that's, you know, overdue that needs to just be tackled quickly. Um, I like to take my time. I like to work out in the mornings on Mondays. So for me, this call schedule is me saying I am in control of my time. I don't let you control the time, client. I control the time. And then you work around what works for me. And I know that might scare you a little bit, same as the next thing I'm going to talk about, which is raising your rates. But you have to remember that if a client absolutely couldn't make something work, they would likely tell you. So there might be someone who says to me, like, I actually can't make any of those times work. So then I can decide, okay, is this client worth my time to shift around my schedule? If so, okay, then I'll do it. Like I had some time blocked off on my calendar to go to a yoga class last week on Tuesday, but it was, uh, it was a potential client call. And I said, you know what? It's worth taking this call. I'm going to move that yoga class actually to Thursday so I can make this call. So trust that if it's not going to work for someone, they'll let you know. Uh, clients are more available than you think they are, more than likely. So if this feels feasible for you, even if it doesn't feel feasible for you, maybe you just change it a little bit. So maybe you're only taking calls, let's say you still take calls five days a week, but only in the afternoon. So you still have your mornings. And the way that you can come up with this schedule for yourself is like stepping back and saying, how do I really want to spend my days? Or like, what do I want my days to look like? And then build your schedule around that or build your calls or what you allow from clients around that. So if you like having a lot of time in the morning, which I like to just have time so I don't feel like I'm waking up and rushing to get on a call, maybe you just schedule your calls from 12 to 5, Monday through Friday. You get to decide. That's the beauty of all of this, of everything that we're talking about. You get to decide and time can be your ally. It doesn't have to be an enemy. So the second strategy is, bottom line, you're not going to want to hear this, raise your rates. I, the first three years of my business, raised my rates at least once a year. And the reason for that is your time that you're charging for is worth all the hours, the blood, the sweat, the tears you put into it up until that time, up until now. One of the most powerful quotes or lessons I've ever heard is, 
I don't charge for the hour of work I'm doing for you. I charge for the X years of experience I bring to that one hour. So really shifting your your mindset and working on those limiting beliefs, let's be honest, around raising your rates, around the fears that someone won't pay you uh, what you're going to ask for, that you're not worth those higher rates. And I'll put in the show notes a few episodes where we touch on some of these limiting money beliefs and money stories that can help you with this. Because raising your rates is one of the best ways to take more control of your time because when you charge more, you can do less. Bottom line. So not that you need to charge exorbitantly, you know, stay within what's, what's let's say, I'll put reasonable in quotes for your, your industry and what you're offering. As James Wedmore said about course creation, you know, you want to charge, you want your price to be in the top 10 percentile, 10th percentile. So you want to be charging what you're worth and don't go crazy, but you also need to trust that if you raise your rates, people will stick around. And I'll tell you right now, I've raised my rates multiple times and clients stick around. If you're providing the value, they'll see the value. And if they don't see the value in their in what you have to offer and don't want to pay that, they're not worth your time. Coming back to what is worth your time, a client who's not willing to pay the rates that you're asking for, no, hell no, they're not worth your time. <laughs> Because another important thing that this doesn't have anything to do with time, but just a lesson that I've pushed myself to learn and to really trust over and over and over is when you get a no, it's because there's a better yes coming through. And I have been, that has been proven to me time and time and time again. So again, I'll link to some episodes in the show notes uh, that can help you work a little bit more on that because that's a whole topic in and of itself but it is one really important strategy for taking more control of your time. Don't multitask. This is, <laughs> I think it's something we just naturally do. Our generation is naturally texting, checking Instagram while also typing up an email and watching a TV show, right? We're so connected digitally that we feel we can reasonably do all these things. But when it comes to looking at your time and really making this mantra, I have all the time I need or everything that needs to get done will get done, making those mantras really true, part of that is owning how you use your time. And if you're trying to multitask, you're likely not using your time well. So for me, there's a a few ways, really like simple, simple strategies like just basically eliminating distractions. So closing your email tab, if you have to, putting your phone face down on the table or your desk or in another room. Sometimes if I want a snack, I will tell myself that that snack will be a reward for getting this work done. So that pushes me to really use this time well, rather than getting up mid-project, going, wandering into the kitchen, spending 10 minutes getting a snack, eating it, checking email, checking Facebook, and then getting back on it. So finding these ways where you might be sort of leaking time, for lack of a better word, and getting focused in so that ultimately you have more time. So rather than mid-project, you're taking 20 minutes to do something else, you just get it all done right then and there. And then you have 20 minutes, let's say, at the end to do something where you can really relax, let your brain settle, you know, shift into something else. 
Another strategy, this is something I talk about a lot in marketing. Uh, And I know for you female entrepreneurs out there who aren't marketers, marketing is a total, it can be really difficult. Let's just say that it can be very challenging to understand all the tactics and to really make the time for it. I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't put as much into their marketing because they just don't think it's worth the time. When really you, if you are the CMO of your business, which you are, if you're a solopreneur, you have to put that time in. That's what's going to build you the sustainable pipeline of leads, the sustainable brand, you know, the the brand authority that's going to drive leads long-term. I say all this to say one of the, the best ways to create more time in your marketing efforts is to repurpose. So if you create something, get the most out of it. For example, if you create a video, don't just let it live on YouTube. Post it on Instagram, you know, batch it up into clips and post it as multiple Instagram posts. Share it on Twitter or LinkedIn, you know, wherever, Facebook, wherever you're active. Use it in multiple places. And then you could even pull tips from it. So then let me just give you an example of like how much content you could get, let's say from one video. Let's just use that as the example. So you create one YouTube video. Not only can you repost that video in multiple places, multiple platforms, you can edit it so that it's in clips. And so you have smaller clips that you can also post to multiple platforms. You can create social media, easily create graphics around it, like tip graphics, how-to graphics. You could pull a quote from it, create a quote graphic. You can tell a story around it, let's say on Instagram. And in all these cases, let's say that's like eight different social media posts that you just got out of this one video. So not only are you saving time because the content is already there, you're just repurposing it. So you're making better use of your time. You're controlling your time more effectively. But also in all those instances, you can have a call to action to check out the full video on YouTube. So then you're still fully supporting the work that you're doing there. Let's say YouTube is an important platform for you. So really using this idea of repurposing, if you create blog content, it's so important to repurpose your blog content. You could repurpose it into a podcast episode. You could, this podcast episode is really repurposed from from an Instagram post. I was just trying to think about what I wanted to share with you today. And I was looking through some of my top Instagram posts. I search by, to determine what you ladies think is most valuable or you're most interested in, I'll go into my insights and I'll sort by comments. Because if you've commented, you've probably, it probably resonated pretty strongly. And so I sorted by comments and saw a post about time. That's what brought me to do this. And so I took the caption from there. And I pulled it out into notes for what I want to share with you here today. So that's an example of how you can so easily repurpose into something else. And I spent less time because I already had all the content. And now I have a whole podcast episode to share with you. And finally, the last strategy is don't take work that doesn't pay appropriately you'll just be resentful and frustrated because you're going to spend all of this time on something that's not worth your time. And I know that can be really hard at the beginning. For years, I took on when I was just taking on work like as side hustle work. And even at the start of running my business, I was taking on projects that just weren't worth 
the amount of time I had to put into it to do it well, because I'm also, I don't ever recommend taking on something that's lower priced and giving it half your effort. That's not going to look good on your business, right? You're always going to give your full effort for anything that you take on. That's just the kind of women that we are. It's the kind of people that we are. So by taking on work, that's not paying what you deserve to be paid. You're just going to just resent that client. You're going to hate every second that you spend working on that when you could be working on something that you enjoy more. So this is another one where a lot of those money stories and limiting beliefs come up, which again, check the episodes in the show notes to find a few more episodes on this topic. If this feels like it resonates for you, but pushing through those limiting beliefs and really trusting that by asking for what you're worth, not only are you going to get better clients, but if someone says no, something better is going to come through, really trusting in that. And that's a, not an easy place to get to, especially if you don't have a full client load and you really are just trying to build out your roster. But I think there's a way to find balance. If you have one or two clients that are already low paying, but you think they're worth keeping on for whatever reason, you know, set a boundary. You're not going to take any more clients that aren't paying you the rates that you know you should be paid. So let me just quickly run back through those strategies in case you're taking notes. So only schedule calls for certain days a week or maybe certain times a day. So really getting clear on what you want your schedule to be and then making sure your calendar reflects that. Raising your rates once a year, if possible. I know this one is really scary, but it's one of the best ways to get better control of your time and really do what you enjoy doing. Um, And not be spending your life working in your business. Don't multitask. Really focus on getting each task done so you're not letting time just leak through the cracks. Repurpose as much as you can. This is really especially valuable and kind of specific to marketing. Really reusing your blog content or your video content so that you can make sure that When you create something, you're getting the absolute most out of it. So you're ideally spending less time on other marketing tasks or other pieces of content. And finally, don't take work that doesn't pay appropriately. Really stick to your worth and your value. And ultimately, at the end of the day, with all these strategies, with all these mindset shifts, it comes back to you deciding how you want your life to look, what you want your schedule to look like. So for me, this kind of came up because a coach that I was working with asked me, um, how much do you want to spend? How much time do you want to spend working? And of course, my first response was like the typical, uh, I don't know, 20, 20, 30 hours a week. And he's like, really? If you could pick any amount of time you want to work a week, you, you'd you'd want to work 30 hours a week. And I was like, oof, I guess not. I guess maybe I'd rather work like 10 hours a week, maybe five hours a week, because I do enjoy working. I mean, I, I enjoy, you know, bringing my passions and my, my insights and my gifts to everyone here. So I want to work a little, but I don't want to work so much, right? Like if I get to choose. So him asking me that really was the catalyst for me to say, okay, like, like picking something that you want. You can only create a roadmap if you know where you want to go. 
And so for me, I knew that I ultimately, when I, and I'll tell this to anyone, I want to continually do less and make more. And I don't know if you think that makes me sound greedy or materialistic, but that's, that's what I want. I have a lot of things that I want to do in my life, like travel and, and take care of my family. And for me, the best way I want to do that is to work less and make more. So anyway, I had this idea of, let's say maybe 10 to 15 hours a week of work. And so that allowed me to then get clear on what I needed to do to take control of my time and to really use it as my ally rather than my enemy. So what did I do? I delegated more. I very quickly, within six months of running my business, came to the realization that I absolutely needed to bring on writers. My business is a content marketing consulting agency. I do coaching and I host this podcast and I'm an author, but that's that's kind of like my, my base business. And I knew it was not realistic for me to spend all of my time writing content for clients. I needed to bring people on. So I started delegating more. My husband and I also work closely with a CPA and I brought on a bookkeeper. So also note that delegation doesn't necessarily mean hiring a VA or something. It can be just looking at the things you don't do well or that you determine are not worth your time. For me, that's financial stuff and bringing in the support that you need. A CPA is very inexpensive. They're going to get you more money out of your taxes ultimately at the end of every year, at the end of every tax year. And they're going to give you really, really valuable guidance throughout the year on how to manage your money. So I highly recommend looking into that if you're a new entrepreneur, but also a bookkeeper can be really valuable. I also started to think about my service offerings in a way that was supportive for that idea of working less and making more. So I started to think, what service offerings can I provide that allow me to do very little? I delegate out to people who don't maybe charge as much of an hourly rate as I normally would. So I can use my time for other things. So, so shifting your service offerings in that way. And for some people, I talk about this in, I believe the episode with Shannon, which will be linked below. And we talked about the idea of like for, in her case, she works with a lot of web designers. And so packaging your services is a really good way to do that as well. So rather than offering one-off a la carte services, you offer, let's say, two or three tiers of packages so that you can bring in clients maybe at higher rates because they're not nickel and diming you on each service. And you can pick and choose what you put in each package. So you can choose what you want to, what makes sense for your time in terms of whatever that ultimate time goal is for you. And then increasing my rates. I'll say it again, it's it's definitely one of the harder mindset hurdles to get over as an entrepreneur, especially as a female entrepreneur, because we struggle so much with worthiness and value. But that is one of the most important ways that I was able to essentially get my time back and really create more time for myself within the 24 hours that I'm given every day. Does it happen overnight? Have I created this schedule overnight? No, this is my third year in business. It's taken a lot to get here and to be able to, to create the schedule that I have. And does that mean that I just sit around doing nothing with the free time? No, I'm building other parts of my business. 
still working, but for me, it's nice that I can really put my focus on the things I want to focus on rather than being inundated with the minutia that maybe I was still dealing with in my first year of business. Will it be inexpensive? Not necessarily. Like if you're paying people, yeah, it's going to cost you money. For me, my um, Ben and I are working on a course. Stay tuned. Depending on when you're listening to this, it might not be out yet. It might be. Um, we're working on a course because one of our biggest things is in order to work less and make more, passive revenue is really valuable. And so we're repurposing the, my course that already exists and turning it into something way better. But in order to do that and to do it in a way that we know is really going to work, we invested in a relatively expensive program that's teaching us exactly what to do. So we are doing it right. So we're making sure, again, coming back to this idea of time, that we are putting all of this time. And let me tell you, it's taking a lot, a lot, a lot of time into this course that's actually going to be worth the time that we put into it. So no, this isn't an easy journey to be on. Is it worthwhile? Yes. Yes, it is. I didn't do work this morning until probably 11 a.m. Ben and I spent the first hour and a half buying a bunch of baby stuff that are like essentials that for some reason we haven't bought and the baby's doing like a month and a half. Um, And it was just nice that we could do that because we've set our schedules up that way. So is it, it's not, I think the last thing I want to say is it's not selfish to want to work less and make more. It's not selfish to see this vision of a life that you have for yourself and know that working 40 hours a week is not part of that vision. Even better, time is very much within your control. And you can use these strategies and these mindset shifts to take that time back so you can run the business you want to run and live the life you want to live, right? We, as entrepreneurs, so many people say, why do they start their business for freedom? And yet we're locking ourselves in with these awful schedules, burning out, working overtime. So I want you to use this episode and these strategies as the reminder that your time is super valuable and that you have all the time you need. It's just a matter of shifting the way you think about it and the way you use it. And when you can really start bringing those two things into your daily life, I think you'll find it's a heck of a lot easier to have that time in the day that you need. And all of a sudden, it feels like you have more time than you need. So I hope that this felt supportive for you today. If you have questions, of course, find me on Instagram. And I look forward to connecting with you again on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.